Hi, I'm Bob Davenport, and you're listening to Radio 8-Ball with my man, Andras Jones. Welcome to Radio 8 Ball. I'm your host, Andras Jones, and this is the show where we answer questions by picking songs at random and interpreting those randomly chosen songs as the answers to the questions, like picking musical tarot cards. This is Season 3, The Happening, 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 where we are engaging the Pop Oracle using the Radio 8 Ball app, which is filled with every song recorded in the history of Radio 8 Ball as well. It's a couple hundred of my own songs. I hope by now you've downloaded the Radio 8 Ball app if you're an iPhone user. Sorry, fellow droidniks. It is free, and it allows you to play host and conduct your own musical divinations. The app also plays the latest podcast and selects the randomly chosen Pop Oracle song of the day. On last week's episode of Radio 8 Ball, Bart Davenport asked, The question is, Am I doing it right? Well, let's, uh, let's, give it, let's give it a shake. And received as his randomly chosen answer from the pop oracle, Turning Point by Velvet Starlings. The awesome leaves are here, the summer sun's moved on. Harmony was yet, the mad king sold it on. So busy dreaming, we miss the This week we'll be spending time with Christian Gisborne of the band Velvet Starlings. I recorded my conversation with Christian on May 5th, 2020, a little over one year after he and his band made their Radio 8 Ball debut around the spring equinox of 2019. Christian, who just celebrated his 17th birthday, joins us from Chico, California to shed some light on last week's reading and engage the pop oracle with his own question. In the course of producing this episode, Christian has presented me with a unique synchronistic conundrum, one which is going to inform the show whether I engage it or not, but if I don't let you in on it, I'll feel like I'm cheating, and that is not a feeling I like. Oh, I don't mind leaving little sync winks in these podcasts for you, you know, to find on your own. 
like all the feline references in the KP and Johnny Hawthorne episode that I never mentioned until now. Meow, meow. That's just exercising some producerial discretion. You see, when we open up the aperture on the full field of potentiality with our pop oracle readings, we're always going to take in more information than can be communicated at least verbally, outside of poetry, which is really just a polite way of describing the mad ramblings of people who know how to write. Ultimately, it's up to the host to choose what to focus on, which brings me to the quantum conundrum young Christian has presented me with. For you see, Christian, in his enthusiasm to engage the pop oracle, prematurely asked the Radio 8-Ball app his question before we had even started recording and then sent me his answer. I, of course, told him we'd have to do the real reading during the show, don't rig these things, and uh, I asked if he could change his question, but he really didn't want to. As you will hear, he's not kidding around. He really wants to know, so we went ahead with the show and we did the reading and got the song we got, and that's the show we have, and it's good, and I like it. And yet, I know there was a alternate, original reading that preceded it. Now, I could possibly just ignore this and let it lay on the cutting room floor like any other blown take. And I would, if it weren't for the fact that during the course of our reading, Christian made it clear that his question is genuinely inspired by his love of the TV show Community that featured friend of the show Dino Stamatopoulos as the character Starburns. Of course, the network we were on for our first two seasons as a podcast takes its name from this character from Community, a show that also featured a great theme song from the band most likely to be a guest on Radio 8 Ball, and yet hasn't been. I'm talking, of course, about the 88. Is charades off the table? Give me some more. Is there nothing from our youth that these companies won't repackage for a buck? Call it Yahtzee all you want. Everybody knows it's Puerto Rican chess. <gasps> Annie, it's just a pizza. We can't buzz them up. Someone has to go down. Ah, okay. Starting on my left with one, your number comes up, you go. Just so you know, Jeff, you are now creating six different timelines. Of course I am, Abed. Two. One, two. Annie. Okay, fine. I guess I'm going down. All this talk of going down. Did you guys know I had sex with Eartha Kitt in an airplane bathroom? Oh, oh we're oh, about to eat. Name dropping comes up organically. Mm -hmm. Checking on my pies. Fast! No. Bathroom? Yeah, over here. Uh, guys? What does a pregnancy test look like? Oh, it's like a thin piece of plastic with a thing on the end of it. Okay, so this is definitely a gun. Whoa! Yeah, put that away. Oh my. Why does Annie have a gun? That's not a gun, that's a girl's pea shooter. Here, Troy. Happy housewarming. Jeff, what are we gonna do about this? I'm gonna get a drink. 
That's so funny. I don't know. People are hitting their heads. Don't fight over them. Well, you, you can fight a little. It smells weird. I beg your pardon? It smells weird. What did you do? Abed, you don't ask someone a question like that. It's not dignified. Pizza! Pizza, pizza, going tummy. Me so hungry, me so hungry. Pizza guy was super creepy. So you're saying he was a pizza guy? I wonder what happened in those other timelines. Abed, there are no other timelines. Ah, uh, okay. Starting on my left with one, your number comes up, you go. Just so you know, Jeff, you were not creating six different timelines. Of course I am, Abed. Four. One, two, three, four. Surely. Okay. Just don't let my pies burn. <laughs> Remember, no one eats those pies. Come on, let's just talk to her. We tried that, Annie, but she ignored us. The woman has a baking problem. Now, I, I don't like being the bad guy any more than anybody Rock! else. No! Now, I hope you're following along here, because just as Jeff's decision to engage the Oracle of the Die creates alternate timelines in this scene from an episode from Community's third season entitled Remedial Chaos Theory, Christian's accidental pre-engagement of the Pop Oracle has now resulted in two alternate Radio 8-Ball shows, and I'm trying to figure out how to deliver them both to you without breaking either of them. While I'm pondering on how to navigate this latest challenge to my hosting abilities, please take a few minutes to check out the first podcast we ever released. After years of doing the show live and on radio, I wanted to introduce Starburn's listeners to our history, so before creating any new episodes, I ran eight from the Radio 8 Vault. The first of these was recorded live at the Capitol Theater in Olympia, Washington on May 5th, 2012, and featured Chris Sandman Sand as the musical guest, and Skyping in from Los Angeles, California, under a supermoon blazing in the night sky, Starburns himself, Dino Stamatopoulos. We have our celebrity Skype-in guest waiting on the line. Before we bring him on, we're going to show you a quick little video of his uh, a little tribute that they made to him on this show for his for the death of his character, Starburns. of Starburns, Dino Stamatopoulos. There. Dino, say hello to the folks. You see that, see that moon? That's the biggest moon. I, I'm no scientist, but I think the moon is, is as hot as the sun tonight. I think so. Wow, that is huge. Yeah. So, uh, Dino, thank you for joining us. Uh, 
Uh, do you feel like do you feel unburdened now that you've done the you've done the this death ritual on TV? Uh, I uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm so happy that I'm dead. Uh, yeah, and I hate acting. Well, you do, for someone who hates it, you do you do a wonderful job, and, and you'll, you'll be sorely missed. You know, I just uh, I just talk. I just say the lines and talk. I'm going to get inside my car. You're getting inside your car. Sorry. Okay, Sorry. Sabino, what's your question for the Pop Oracle? Um, my question would be, is Community coming back for another season? Is Community coming back for another season? Yeah. Well, I know I hope so, but let's see what the we, what the Pop Oracle says. Yeah, no one knows yet. Maybe it's people man. at NBC. So can we get the song list up? Here we go. I'm spinning the wheel of eight. The suspense is killing me. Song number six. Horse Graveyard. <laughs> What are, what are the other songs? Are they all about death? No, no, this is the only one. <laughs> Play it, Sandman.
from community and Dino being a good and loyal friend left with him leading to the fourth season which was generally regarded as being very weak which then led to Harmon and Dino's triumphant return in the fifth season which became a springboard to Harmontown and Rick and Morty and Starburns Industries and ultimately our two seasons with Starburns Audio a story that begins on Halloween 2016, with my first attempt to board the great ship Starburns. You see, Dino had invited me to the Starburns Halloween party, where he and his band, Sorry About Everything, were performing. I canceled a flight and extended my stay. Uh, I was just so excited to be invited and to maybe get my foot in the door with these artists for whom I had such respect. I remember standing uncomfortably next to Dan Harmon, standing uncomfortably next to me while Dino and his band played with this groovy series of horror scenes projected behind them. I doubt Dan remembers our encounter. It wasn't even an encounter. What I remember most fondly about that night is getting to see Colleen Green for the first time. She would end up being the musical guest for our second session at Starburns Industries on August 9th, 2017, and, as synchronicity would have it, it was her song, TV, 
that was the randomly chosen pop oracle song of the day for May 5th, 2020, the day this all went down with Christian. TV is my friend, and it has been with me every day from an early age. TV is my friend, and it has been always there for me in time of need. point you're probably wondering if all this nifty synchronicity is somehow orchestrated i mean come on tv and community and starburns and multiple may 5ths i mean i understand the impulse to question the patterns revealing themselves to us even as i can assure you that if i were lining all this up it just simply wouldn't be as good or i guess it could be a lot better but it wouldn't be this which is simply what it is and you'd know it It's one of the great paradoxes of synchronicity work that the natural response to a genuine synchronicity is to question it. What's going on here? Is someone fucking with me? This can't be real. All good questions. And only you can determine whether you're going to take it as a synchronicity or a conspiracy. Both exist, both are potential. 
All I can tell you is that I don't cheat when it comes to synchronicity. I've tried long ago, and it never works. I mean, it still works. The show works. You can't break synchronicity. It works for everyone but the cheater. So that's why I don't cheat with synchronicity. But I also don't expect you to trust me. I mean, to be honest, I don't trust you. And why should I? I mean, I keep asking you three things, and either you're not listening or you are just telling me no. And you know what those three things are. One, please, download the Radio 8 Ball app and play it with friends, loved ones, or by yourself. It's full of some amazing music, and it's the best way to share this format, this game, with people. Uh, number two, join our Patreon campaign. It's I made it just a dollar a month because it's not really about the money, but as we talk about in these episodes, sometimes we have to sort of play mental tricks on ourselves to get ourselves to do our best work. And I'm finding that just having this $1 paywall allows me to get to a different place with my questions uh, than I ever have before. And I hope you decide to come and share them uh, with me. So thank you. And if you do join the Patreon campaign, I'll thank you on the show. At least, you know, these are evergreen. So who knows? Uh, at least as you do it this week, I'll definitely say it next week. That's for sure. Um, and then third, ratings and reviews. Please give us ratings and reviews. It helps people find our show. And if you tell a story about a synchronicity you have with the app or the show in your review, uh, I'll read it on the show. And now, as a special treat, because you listened to that part so nicely, and maybe even took me up on it, I'm going to blow this thing wide open. As wide open for you as it is for me. And I'm going to let you hear what Christian's other answer was. I know it, and now you'll know it too. That song is Night Happens by Inara George. When I walk with naked feet, pad, 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 to turn the lights out quietly, night happens tonight, happens tonight, happens to all of you, and sitting on a pile of clothes, at night they stop from being chores, and all that happens at night, happens at night. with 
Christian Gisborne of Velvet Starlings on May 5th, 2020, 5-5-2020, Sanco de Mayo. We're reaching out to Christian, whose song Turning Point with Velvet Starlings came up as the answer to Bart Davenport's question last week, Am I Doing It Right? And we're reaching Christian in Chico, California. Is that correct? Yes, right now I am hiding out. There are a lot less people with the coronavirus in Chico, so we figured hanging out here at my grandmother's house would be the best spot. Right on. And how many how many of you are there in the in the quarantine compound? Right now, I'm actually here with both my parents, my grandmother, my uncle, and my aunt, my dog, three cats. That's a whole lot of germ vectors. The whole crew, yeah. Well, I'm uh. I'm pandemicking all by my lonesome in Olympia, Washington. Haven't seen another person, really. You're doing it right. I'm doing yeah. it wrong. No, no, no. Well, I, and you know, and I kind, I think you actually left out a few people because I saw your new band, <laughs> and, uh, and it's like there's four of you. Uh, they all look. You all look. I mean, it's like the police. You all look like kind of the same, but I, maybe that's just the video quality. <laughs> but it looks like it's you on drums and then you on bass, you on uh, vocals and you on guitar. Yes. Right? So exactly. there's four of you. And I mean, I'm, I'm kidding a little bit. You kind of did the like what Paul McCartney did on the coming up video all those years ago where you played all the instruments in this, yes. in this video. And how did you how did uh, what was that was for Turning Point for the song? Yeah, that, exactly. For Turning that, Point. It's crazy synchronicity. Exactly. I was just going to say, yeah. What are the chances of that? <laughs> well, you were putting it out there. You were creating some sort of uh, magical intention by putting that video out. We're speaking of the video for Turning Point. We'll include the link in the, in the um, show notes. And uh, yes, and uh, for the video. Now, how did, you, how did you manage to do that? How did you... Uh, is that some of your, is, is your dad the director on that one? No, he was asleep from the beginning of it to the end of it. I <laughs> um, just dreamed it into existence. Yeah, he was not part of that. But uh, basically, it's kind of, you know how people will play a riff or those things and people will be like, dude, that's easier than it looks, really. It's the opposite of that statement. It's a real long time. I had to, you know, track it all on Pro Tools in real time and record and make sure the camera didn't move even the tiniest little bit and put on a whole new set of clothes and deal with the, I had to restart a ton of things. And overall, it took like two full days to get the three videos done from up into the morning and then into the night, redoing stuff and editing. But uh, yeah, overall, it was a fun experience. I hope to start doing some again. It just takes a while. Two, you did three videos for which songs? Turning Point and... Turning Point, Amazon Prime, and a new song called H.G. Wells. Ooh. Uh, any chance of maybe giving a sneak peek of that one on the... Do you have a, do you have a recording of that? So far, I, I have a, a demo I did a couple months ago on Pro Tools. Uh, I mean, yeah, if you want to hear it, I, I definitely I got it in my... Uh, my computer right now. Well, say, send it along. Send we'll throw it, it. We'll throw it into the mix here. We'll get let people have a chance to hear it. That's uh, it's becoming one of my favorite things about this show. Um, right. We're doing it now is unearthing some demos and letting just taking advantage of the fact that podcasting is a pretty 
I think a pretty uh, leisurely format that uh, allows for some some ebb and flow in the in the time it takes. So anyway, so you have this you have these three new videos that you shot and you say, oh, it's, it was really hard. It took me all of two days to shoot and edit three videos. I, that actually sounds like it was pretty fast. Yeah, I know. I feel bad for whining about that. <laughs> um, it's not whining. Yeah. It's just like you worked hard for two days. It's a very, it's a, it's a, it's a brisk pace. Yeah. Uh, I think the main thing is just bringing all, you know, dragging drums out of stuff through my, the door to get outside is a really thin door. So I have to take everything like apart and then put it back together. And with Pro Tools and the sun, it was like frying my computer. I had to bring it inside and unplug everything. And then having all the, you know, the mics and phantom power and all the stuff outside, I need like three different extension cords from all different corners of the house going out windows and stuff. And so, yeah, but in the end, it's totally worth it. I mean, think about how long it takes to make like movies, months and months and yeah. long hours. Yeah. So. <laughs> I get to be like, you know, a couple of feet from my room. I should not be complaining. <laughs> yeah, it took me 10 years to get the Radio 8 Ball app built. So, yeah, some some projects take a while. Uh, so, okay, so uh, you're pandemicking with uh, with a whole with the whole brood, with your whole family. You're you're staying active, putting out music as Velvet Starlings. Um Anything you could want to tell before we get into just into talking about your song and and how it answered Bart's question, is there uh, is there any any reports you can give us on Velvet Starlings? Last we spoke, it was Equinox uh, 2019, yeah, so a little over a year ago, March 23rd, I think, of 2019, yeah, and you were about to embark on a, a UK tour, and since then have you know blown up into international stardom clearly <laughs> uh but anything you want to report to us about the band uh, that we can you know for those who are are following along with with your uh your trajectory okay so since then uh, let me think where were we in march we, yeah we were getting ready for the uk tour we uh we did the uk tour and then we did the north american tour we played in kentucky and indiana Nashville and that was a super fun time and we sadly did have a lineup change um, Michael and Ronnie since they have to you know they are in school I right actually the day after England when we got back I went to take my test for high school proficiency test the Chesby and I'm out of school right now so since then that was my last day of taking three and a half hour tests so uh, but they're still in school so uh, the new drummer and bass player, we got Daniel on drums. He, uh, he's a super wicked drummer and Tiade. She's really cool. Amazing bass player. And, uh, yeah, so we've just been playing. We went to UK again and, uh, we went to Sweden and we actually, what sucks is this coronavirus has totally ruined it. We had, a we were playing the Echo and we were South by Southwest official and then it all just went away. It was just like. You know, in those like Staving Private Ryan, where they're like, oh, they're dropping like flies, and all the people, like, every single day, it was like, this thing's canceled, that's canceled, and here we are now, everything ever is canceled. So, yeah, well, at least you know it's not personal. 
Yeah, right. It's happening yeah. to everyone. So you you got a drummer, you got a drummer and a bass player, and you what? No, no more keyboards, or how you how you handling keyboards? Before Ronnie was playing keyboards and bass, which I thought was pretty impressive. Yeah. So now she actually left in the middle of the tour, and uh, so I had to. We were like, you know, a lot of these songs, some of the main things are keyboards. So I just because I hadn't played the keyboard since I did it all in the record, and uh, then I was kind of there with Michael as a two piece, and I was like. Yo, what if I use the sustain for a note, and then eventually Michael had to stop too. But uh, I met this guy Daniel. He's like the youngest ever graduate the Musicians Institute in Hollywood. He and we were like, "Hey, you want to learn the songs that come to Sweden?" He was like, "Heck yeah, bro!" So we went and we did it all as a two piece. And uh, you know, if you turn up the bass on the the low end on the guitar amp. And you, you know, you're sustaining the notes and then playing the riff and then sustaining, you know, the E. You can, you know, kind of get away with having just two people on stage. So yeah, I've been playing the keyboard for all the shows and kind of using the sustain. Save that thing saves my life sometimes. <laughs> and uh, you kind of, you kind of glossed over something there. Listeners may be wondering. You said uh, Ronnie left the tour in the middle of the tour. That's a, uh, you know, it's a yeah, yeah. Uh, is she okay? Everything okay? Yeah, I think it was one of those things where the road is really kind of harsh. Where, like, we we got in, we drove into Milwaukee at Summerfest, and it was like really late nights where you know, like Courtney Barnett was playing, and the main guy he got us in, and we were there, and it was really late. And uh, another thing is. Like when we were on the road, we would, uh, I think she would take like travel sickness stuff to, cause she got car sick a lot. And so she'd be really tired. She'd be sleeping in the car and then she'd be really uh, like awake in the night and it would be really hard to sleep. And just, there's there's a lot of anxiety and it's, it's really hard to, yeah. you know, be getting on planes and then sitting in the car for, you know, 12 hours. It's crazy, so. Yeah, yeah, I did it for many, many years, and it is, you have to be kind of, I, I don't know, you have to be built for it, because I took people, I took bands out, and uh, it's not even about a, like, a fortitude thing, or, like, can you hack it? It's like, there are certain things, like, if I had to listen to some weird frequency buzzing in my ear for a day, I'd go mad for someone else, it wouldn't bug them so much. But I could, yeah, I could sit in a car listening to a book on tape for 12 hours and it wouldn't matter to me. But I've traveled with guys who they're just like, I'm I'm a studio musician, man. (laughs) I'm not not built for this. My my back can't take it. Right. yeah. Yeah, I get it. You know, it's just like the road will tell you if you are. And, you know, in the end, the road beats everyone up in some way. For me, it beat up on my heart, not my back. So let's let's get to, to your uh, to to the the way that your your song the turning point answered uh, Bart's question on the last episode because I thought it was well I, again we've already had a pretty neat synchronicity with it but yeah I'm curious what you make of that uh, to the the very I think uh, broad but very specific and urgently universal question of am I doing it right okay well. Uh, it- I thought, you know, I heard, I was like, am I doing it right? What? That's so broad. And then I sat down, I was like, okay, let, let's listen to, let's hear the whole story. Let's try and figure it out. Some 
the universe will show me something. And so this is really kind of crazy. So, because, uh, you know, sometimes, like, think about, like, Pete Best, right? He made the worst decisions of his life. Maybe he was to be, you never know, he could have, you know, walked the wrong way on the street and got run over if he stayed in the Beatles. But, like, he was in the Beatles and he was like, oh, mate, I got to go join this other band. And then, you know, we all know what happened. But, uh, so basically, you know, he, I, I went on to listen and you guys were saying, you know, Andras here, we're here, Radio 8 Ball, asking the Pop Oracle, tempting fate. And, uh, basically you said, we're here at Starburn Studios. And I was there and my dad was in the other room and he was like, Starburns. And we looked at each other because basically, you know, with coronavirus, uh, you know, actually at first I listened to the, the song, the, uh, TV, and I was just thinking, like, for other than people, you know, people who are still at Target right now, who are, you know, on the front lines working, uh, there's a lot of people out there that you gotta try and stay busy right now. And lately, I've been sadly kind of watching a lot of TV, and coronavirus has uh, had one upside for me, and I've been obsessed with the TV show Community. It's my favorite TV show yeah. of all time. It's the it's well that's you know Starburns. That's where we recorded your episode. Was it Starburns exactly. Industries? You said Starburns Industries, and I was like, "Oh my god, that's so funny!" And then I was like, "Wait, weren't there Rick and Morty things on the wall?" And I had this epic moment where I like looked up to the sky, and everything in my life made sense. And it didn't. I, you know, you said Starburns Industry last year. I didn't know what that. Meant. I was like, "Oh yeah, that's just the name." And then I was like, oh my gosh, it's Starburns. And it blew my mind. The Starburns is like, you know, the freaking funniest character on the show with his <laughs> star-shaped sideburns. And they ca- they don't call him his real name. They don't call him Alex. They call him Starburns. And it's just the funniest joke ever. And uh, yeah, that was just like so cool to me. And I think oh. I answer the, you know, am I doing it right question. Because sometimes it's kind of like, am I doing it right? You don't really know. And you live your life, you, years go by, and you, you're like, oh, man, that thing happened. And then one day, it just is like, that's why that happened. And, you know, you could be out there doing an audition with the biggest thing that's make or break, and then they say no. And then you walk into a Starbucks, and you meet just the right dude who's even better, who is the right person to, you know, know someone who signs you. And then you have all your success, and you never know. It's all about just having faith in the future yeah don't don't be so busy dreaming that you missed the alarm exactly right yeah i missed the alarm i love how you brought all the you brought some great sync thinking to that because i just love that you sort of hooked into that through tv which is colleen green song tv which is the pop oracle song of the day for today yeah that, that was actually the funniest part because I, I listened to that before i listened to you even say starburns i was like tv tv is important right now <laughs> and then i heard Star, i was like no way like every single point just connected and i was like it was such an awesome moment and you know i mean well just to make it to, to make it go a little bit deeper uh so dino stamatopoulos is one of my uh, one of the my oldest friends in Hollywood, one of the people I've known, I've, I've known him since 1988, 
89. Whoa, that's so awesome. He used to be comedy partners with Andy Dick. And yeah. so we got to be friends back then. And he's obviously gone on, you know, if you know, he's had an amazing career as a writer on the Dana Carvey show and on Mr. Show. And Conan, on, right? On Conan and SNL. I mean, he pretty much, he's one of those, yeah, he's just one of those uh, people who, when you look back on this era of comedy, he's going to be one of those people who most people probably don't know, but everyone who knows comedy knows, oh yeah, you know that name. And uh, and he's also, he's just a really down-to-earth, cool guy, and he's the reason that I was on the air, at uh, that I had access to the studios at Starburns for the the couple of years that we were on, on, on Starburns. We're actually no longer on Starburns, but that's a whole other story. Um, but we had that, that brief and shining moment, our turning point on that, uh, that March Equinox day on the, on the eve of your UK tour. And I guess you're, you're blooding in the road. Who knows? It could have been you who found, who found it. Wouldn't it can you imagine, imagine being Brian Wilson and like being like having it all lined up for you and your band's a success or like uh, Andy Partridge or something like that. And you go out on the road and you're like, oh God. I, I can't do this. I don't yeah. like, I don't like it. You know, and you're, everyone's around you being like, Hey, this is what we've been working for. We all wanted to go on tour. And you're like, no, I can't sleep in another hotel room. And you don't know yeah. until you get there. So I'm just saying that you were on, you were at a turning point and it could have been you who, who had to, had to bail from the tour for, you know, for those reasons. Totally. And instead you had this, you had this adventure through, you know, you burned through Starburns. And, yeah. but here you are. And, but at th the time you didn't even know community, which by the way, I'm right with you. It's one of the best shows. Like it is one of the best shows. And if you like that, and I guess you already know Rick and Morty. So you're working backwards on the Dan. Yeah, exactly. I, I had seen community like, you know, like five years ago in 2000, 2010 or something. And they were no five, no, five years ago in 2010. That's not the yeah. right math. Yeah. <laughs> five years ago in 2010. And uh, I remember, yeah, this is like, you know, a show. But when you watch all of it, the show, it just completely will change in tone. And it'll be a comedy. And then it'll be so dramatic and serious. And it doesn't take itself seriously. And it's like, like meta is the word where like, yep. all bad is just some of the things they come up with are just so genius. It's such a smart show. Yeah, yeah, it uh, it truly is. And so uh, you kind of blew my mind, Christian. Usually it's me who does the deep meta thinking and the weaving of everything together. But you uh, you beat me to the punch on that one. Yeah. My what? next question was going to be about t was about the day song of the day. But you you know you uh, <laughs> you you brought that into this. And so I guess we're just right up at being ready for your question for the pop oracle. So. Do you want to open up the app? And... Yeah, I'm right here. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so... Uh... Christian Gisborne, what is your question for the Pop Oracle? Okay, I'm going to click ask, and I'm going to click type. Oh, man, all this cool music's going on. The stars are moving. feels so official. Let's see. So here is my question. It's a bit specific to me. That's good. That's fine. But uh, it sounds like I might actually have already answered. You might have answered it because it sounds like you go way back with the man in question. But uh, 
I'm gonna put. Will I ever get to meet the Starburns? <laughs> Man, that's just so cool. <laughs> that's the question. Will Will you ever get to meet Starburns? Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, give it a shake and let's see what we get as an answer. Let's see. Here we go. My answer is. It's pulling it from the universe. Gator by Jenny Jenkins. Gator by Jenny Jenkins. Okay, well, let's give it a listen and we'll come back and talk about it. Oh, I could spend all night staring at your shoulder blades. So why do we make lemons out of lemonade? I've never seen Australia or um, Everglade, but gators show up every night. I don't get laid. Open your mouth up wide. It's not safe to jump inside, but it's not safe to stay here either. And how long does it take you to do the things I need you to do? How long can I wait for you to do the things I need you to do? Why don't you do the things on the list I gave you? I told you if you didn't, I would leave you. I can't save you. I can't keep you. Oh, precious things that I once gave you. dark and swallowed feel my chest go dark and hollowed i could spend all night staring at your shoulder blades so why do we make lemons out of lemonade i've never seen australia or an everglade but gators show up every night i don't get laid open your heart up wide feel it's not safe to jump inside, but it's not safe to stay here either. And everything's so painfully familiar. How many times have we been right here before? And that was Jenny Jenkins with the song Gator, which was recorded live in Seattle. One of our live Radio 8 Ball shows on July 15th, 2009. And that was the answer to Christian Gisborne's question, will I ever get to meet the star Burns? So, uh, so Christian, what do you think about that as the answer to your question? Well, first off, that song, that, that recording of that song, Came out the year Community came out, so there's that. Oh, but uh, that's a nice thing. So uh, I think it's kind of the lyric about you know I've never been to Australia or Florida, but I always see gators. That's kind of a you know maybe I think about John Lennon. I'm none of us are ever gonna get to meet John Lennon. It's never gonna happen. Never gonna hang with him. But his work and his contributions to peace. And, you know, helping the world and all his, his songwriting, it's going to live on forever and it's going to touch everyone at one point. And, uh, yeah, so maybe you don't have to hang with the person. You can appreciate their work from afar. And, yeah. Because, hmm, I, I mean, I could, I could see it as it's more like 
you you would think that you would run into Dino when you were recording at Starburns, but instead you're going to run into him on an an empty road in Chico. Right? Yeah. Like, like out of his element. Like you don't have to go to Florida to the Everglades oh, to see this gator. Like that's the, way better. And I also, for me, I was thinking like there's that line, I can't save you. I was like, oh, you know, it's like it makes me think like actually you have to find, like I could just sort of like hook you up. But Dino, like a gator, he, you know, he's half submerged all the time. And uh, he was not going to actually bite your head off, but he could seem scary and gruff. And, and if you don't get if you don't get him. So maybe it's not my place to save you. It really is your place. To, like you have to sort of magically encounter Starburns. I was, the, the other thing. Uh, do you have any more? Because I had a couple of I had a couple of other ideas. Oh, let's hear yours. Yeah. yeah. Well, mine's kind of fanciful in that. When I hear the word gator, what my mind goes to is the Burt Reynolds film. Uh, from the early 70s, early 1970s. And there was another, he played this character Gator in a second film. I forget the name of it. I'm feeling, I'm a little bit embarrassed about that. But he plays this badass in the Everglades. And for me as a kid, um, growing up in the era of Burt Reynolds being on, you know, being a, a famous guy, uh, it was about his mustache. I was like, I, I I grew up wanting to have a mustache because I thought I wanted to have a cool mustache like like Burt Reynolds. So I find it interesting that you find yourself entranced by the magical sideburns yeah. of Dino Stamatopoulos in the same way that I found myself entranced by the magical mustache of Burt Reynolds. Wow. And, yeah. and then so we have this song from Jenny Jenkins, which is sort of... Uh, I guess it's uh, reminding me of that feeling of, gee whiz, I can't believe, you know, that guy. Like, for you, Starburns is kind of like Burt Reynolds was for me. That's yeah, it's weird because it's so different, but it, it but it's uh, like the irony that it's, it's a, a person with facial hair that just makes you, and for different reasons, I think, because... You know, the idea of starburn, someone who has sideburns shaped like stars is just so funny. It's like, she's outrageous and everyone calls him starburns. It's the funniest thing in the world to me. And like, clearly he, he thought it was funny too if he made starburn studios. Oh, actually, you know what? I figured out, you know, and I do actually, I do know how you, it's very easy. There's a very easy way for you to get to know, you know, Stamatopoulos. Because you play in L.A. and you have a draw, you should just invite his band to open for you. His band, sorry about everything. I was really hoping we were going to get one of their one of their songs. Although I feel like Jenny Jenkins is in the same like she's she reminds me in a different way. But she she I think she would also really enjoy Sorry About Everything. But Dino's always looking for gigs. I mean, once we're back to doing gigs again. Oh man, but, totally. Yeah, in like six, eight months. That would yeah. be so cool. Yeah, check them out. Check out Sorry About Everything. First of all, you could check out their episode of Radio 8 Ball. It was the first episode that we recorded at Starburns. I guess let's 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 just unpack that song just a little bit more. So she's playing on a on a ukulele. Do you have any associations with the ukulele? I wish I 
had more of one. I uh, I don't play the ukulele. I can play, you know, I can kind of go, like, even sitar. If I pick one up, I can kind of figure my way out. But ukulele, because it, it's all different tuning, it, like, defies the laws of guitar. And every time I try it, I always end up just looking stupid. You know who was really into ukes? Oh! Do you know? No. No, well, you uh, already talked, you, uh, George Harrison. Oh, oh, hell George yeah. Harrison, supposedly whenever Tom Petty or like whenever any like any of his musicians friends would come over, he'd always just hand them a ukulele and then they just sort of hang out with their ukes. Oh, man, that's so cool. So maybe that'll inspire you. Maybe that'll inspire you. Yeah. When Paul McCartney, when he played, I saw him at Desert Trip. He went out and did a cover of a, I think it was it was something on ukulele and he was like this one goes out to george and i guess that makes more sense now yeah yeah that's probably why okay well now we've talked about three Beatles. ringo's over in the corner feeling sad okay now we've talked about all the beatles we got to go back to one thing you said before what do you mean that pete best joined another band pete he missed like he missed one gig or something right like he's like they they booted they booted him for other reasons oh oh I didn't and, even know that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they booted him because, I mean, as much as I love the Beatles, because they were ambitious killers, and Ringo is a star. And yeah, right? Pete Best is not Ringo. And I thought where I thought you were going with that story back there earlier was that you could do everything right and still have things go wrong for you and that's kind of what i feel like with pete best his mom let them rehearse in the basement she booked a bunch of their early gigs he was with them through all the hard times and when the time came they just threw him over hard and then their tour manager hooked up with his mom so he's like i mean the guy man that guy (laughs) That's like probably the worst life. Like if you could like pick any, any. Yes. Like pick any life to live. I mean, it's really tough to say because there are people who have really, really suffered. But I think that there's a particular level of like you could go up to someone who's having a terrible life and you could say to them, would you rather be Pete Best? And (laughs) and they, they, they would have to think. I mean, even someone in, like, if I was in, I, my life isn't so great. I would, my, I wouldn't trade to be. <laughs> that's such a, man, that's like the worst life ever. And he got to see his friends oh. be the best band of all time. And never really do, like, that's the, I, maybe they did and you never heard about it, but. To my knowledge, they never turned around and were like, hey, you know, let's throw something his way. Yeah, they did not like throw they him were a kind of defensive, justifying. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things. It really, it's one of the hard lessons about success that I never really learned, which is the ability to make the cutthroat decision like personnel wise um, that is the, you know, it's the right decision. I mean, the Beatles made the right decision. It's yeah, just, definitely. Uh, it just, you don't get to be the Beatles 
if you're not willing to do what's necessary. And personally, I've never really been willing to do what's necessary. Yeah, it's hard. <laughs> on that level, on that level. I mean, I'll suffer and I'll put myself through it. But uh, yeah, I mean, at the and then sometimes I felt like I was doing what was necessary and I was just wrong or it didn't make a difference either way. So it's always, it's always interesting. It's always great talking with you, Christian, because you, you, you're, you're very sophisticated for, we haven't even said, like people are listening to this and thinking, Oh, here's these two old rockers talking to each other. <laughs> You're like, what, 15 years old? No, <laughs> I just turned 17 yesterday. Just turned 17. Jesus criminy. Uh, yes. So that's something that maybe the listeners should... I'll probably say that in the intro, but I find it just really... Uh, your, your, uh, your breadth of knowledge and your soul is really deep, and you put me in touch whenever we talk. I just, you put me in touch with the part of myself that was at the beginning of the journey that you're on at, uh, at one point in my life. And so it's always great to get present to that because you have all the battles to win and all the mistakes to make ahead of you mostly. And you're, you know, as you heard from Bart, I mean, you're such an impressive, uh, guy when Bart heard, I think I, I told him you were 17 at the time you were just 16 and, uh, a bunch and cl- and in 363 days. Oh man, that math. He was. You're a master. <laughs> <laughs> he was. Oh yeah, yeah. He was. Uh, he was really impressed with your music, and I, and I I hope you'll go down the rabbit hole of Bart Davenport and the Kinetics and his band before them, the Loved Ones. Uh, the slapping of a cane will make a dog wag his tail. The whistle from a horse will make a train jump away. Take her to the racetrack and show her things. The horse and when and yells coming, please, please. So a lot of great music to explore, and maybe there's some sort of kinship there as well. Yeah. You said the loved ones, and then Bart Davenport solo. Yeah. So he started out when he was, you know, about your age, a little, maybe a little bit older, but not much. With some guys, uh, you know, uh, Zan, who went on to, uh, the guitarist, went on to be one of the main members of Cake. Oh, wow. And uh, so he and he and uh, Bart came up together, Had were in this band, The Loved Ones, which was a, a mod blues, a hard blues band, you know, mod style. Like, they were so committed. The time When I first saw Bart, it was in The Loved Ones, and... Everyone in the scene was dressed like it was 1962. That was Vespas, beehive hairdos, all the clothes were that. Like the oh man, all I the gotta gear check out was the loved that. <laughs> like they, they looked like, yeah, they all just they had the haircuts. And then I went and saw their house, which was right down the street from this house part, this block party we were all playing at. And everything in the house was vintage. And I was just like, oh, these guys are. And they they really pulled it off. It could have seemed wankery, but it didn't. It just seemed <laughs> so committed. And then they became the Kinetics, which was an, just a phenomenal band. I played two of their demos uh, on the last show, the song Same Old, Same Old and New York Girl. I mean, Same Old, Same Old would be a great song for the Velvet, for Velvet Starlings to cover if you ever cover songs. I was thinking oh, about that. Oh, totally. Same Old, Same uh, Old, Loved yeah. Ones. Yeah, uh, that's the Kinetics. Oh, Kinetics. And, and then since then, he's made like a... Uh, six different i think six or seven solo records as bart davenport so wow yeah and really just a tremendous songwriter really great performer and uh 
yeah. One heck of a guy. That'd be a great show. How about that? Bart Davenport, Velvet Starlings, and Sorry About Everything. Can I get on the bill? Can yeah, I, heck I, yeah. <laughs> um, well, uh, how do you feel about uh, about sticking around to... Uh, we're going to go behind the paywall. We have a, a Patreon bonus episode that we release with each one of these. It's just a dollar a month. But would you, Christian, would you be willing to stick around just while I ask my question? You can sort of play counselor to me and help me get to the bottom of something. Hell yeah. Always down to hang with Andras. Come on. This is perfect. Excellent. You're, you're making my day. As I don't have a, a grandmother and a and parents and dogs and cats and all these things and you know multiple versions of myself to keep me company i, I got this so uh before uh, before we go behind the paywall tell listeners what what you want them to know about finding velvet starlings and uh and i think we're going to go out on that uh on that song the if you'll if you'll allow us hg wells oh totally yeah well to find us right now i'd say just the old stuff, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, but uh, for you know being active, answering messages and stuff, and posting, I'm gonna be spending most of my time on Instagram. And you were talking about you know the ebb and flow of the podcast, and uh, I'm hoping to start doing a, a new sort of like podcast Instagram live series where it's gonna be called Float Downstream, and I just kind of hang out with different people and talk about music, have like a album of the day, sort of like. Anthony Fantano, like, reviewing music, just hanging out, doing something every week or two times a week or something. So you can look out for that. That'll just be on Instagram. And, uh, yeah, Velvet Starlings for anyone listening. You know, when you're doing that, we should get uh, – we should, you should do an episode where we talk about Lifehouse. Hell, yeah. That would be episode. so cool. That was the other fun synchronicity of that, uh, that – Bart, there was so much fun synchronicity. So, because Bart, we were talking about the Pure and Easy, and then your song came up, and we had been talking about the Pure and Easy demo in the episode that you were recorded in. And then there was this fun synchronicity that on the day that that song, Turning Point, came out, uh, that podcast came out, the song of the day for that day was a Bart Davenport song called Dust in the Circuits. Um, so it's just like all these things just weave in and weave out and if you want to follow the continued weaving join us at the Patreon campaign and where we will continue the show yeah thank you for giving your attention and intention to this episode of Radio 8 Ball Season 3 The Appening with our guest Christian Gisborne of Velvet Starlings remember if you like the show Please help other people find us by rating and reviewing Radio 8 Ball positively. If you tell your synchronicity story, I'll read it on the show. As always, I encourage you to please download our app from the iTunes App Store so that you can conduct your own musical divinations. And finally, I do hope you'll join our Patreon campaign and follow us backstage for my Pop Oracle reading, where Christian and I discuss songwriting, forgetting, remembering, bunnies, and serial killers. It's a good one. And the Patreon link is in the show notes. So I hope I'll see you there. Uh, we're going to close out the first half of our episode here with this exclusive demo from Velvet Starlings for their song H.G. Wells. And with that, I'm out. Until next time. I'm your host, Andras Jones, wishing you lots of spine-tingling synchronicities. 
connections with the natural world and all the inspiration you can handle. It's the radio.